Hi, this is Chris Beirudi. This is Connor Martin. We are the director and writers of Shelter in Place. And you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Squad podcast episode number 233. Tonight we're talking about Revealer over on Shutter. I'm one of your co-host Todd. We have Joe, we have Steve, we have Joe and Steve and Todd. How are you fellas doing tonight? I never know who I said last first, so I'm like, maybe let me just reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> doing great, doing great. Uh I, I was up in Maine this weekend, had a fun guys weekend. There were eight of us. We went up there and we floated down the Saco River, which if anyone knows what that is new englanders definitely know it but for anyone else it's a it's a lazy river basically and what you do is you get on a tube and you just float down the river for five hours and drink a lot of beer and that's what we did and i got very burned on my stomach it's it's beat red just your uh, stomach (laughs) just my stomach yeah i don't know i I mean i fucking i like absolutely lathered myself up with suntan lotion and i did it a few times but i think just because that part kept getting wet it probably kept washing off and yeah but it was a good time. Have you, you have like a, a little like floaty next to you that has your beer on it so you can yes. float with yep. it? <laughs> nice. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. A lot of beers were consumed. Uh, between the eight of us, I would say, yeah, I mean, we packed 120 and I'd say we probably cracked through most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. But yeah. how, what about how the uh, movie club go, Steve? Oh, uh, the movie club went really well, as it always does. Uh, we reviewed warlock one and two and i have to just say to the viewers or listeners i guess um last week when i was describing warlock i was thinking wishmaster and not warlock and it's not until i rewatched it the day before the movie club i'm like oh shit i'm totally thinking about the wrong movie but warlock one and two uh one is pretty is, is okay two is actually really good so check it out and join our movie club we had a lot of fun we played games we chatted a lot we laughed and uh, it was a really, really good time. So next month, uh, actually, someone is picking for us next month. Uh, Teddy, who you've heard Teddy. on the show before. Shout out to Teddy. He's uh, got a big day coming up. Yeah, it's his birthday uh, this month. So we're like, you know what? He's picking. No veto. Just Teddy gets to choose what we're reviewing. And uh, Chuck promised me that he will be on the uh, the Hangout to give his thoughts on that movie. So looking forward to it. Teddy's dope. There he is. Very nice. Very nice. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see what he picks. I'm very, very interested to hear that. Yeah, I mean, me too. We should know by <laughs> next episode. So awesome. we'll, uh, we'll let everyone, everyone know what it is. I am committing to the next episode. I'm going to be there. I, yeah. I, yeah, I've missed like the last yeah. three or four. So I, I definitely want to try to get on this. I would have came to this one if I wasn't away, but yeah. So when, when is it the end of this month? End of July, yeah, it's, end it's of July, usually the last, and... last Friday of the month, usually. So. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna preemptively commit. For, <laughs> you, we'll see what you're, you're like fucking Schwarzenegger and uh, Jingle All the Way. I'll be yeah, there. I, I promise. I promise. <laughs> That's right. Such a bad movie. Yeah, what? Not, I love that movie. You didn't rewatch it or something like we did. No, <laughs> well, I got the, loves it. I got I got the nostalgia fact for sure. I showed it to Sam though, and she was she was not. Oh, impressed terrible. Either. And she loves Christmas movies. <laughs> There's so many crimes committed to that movie. Yeah, yeah, there are so many. But I, I watch it every year. I'm a soccer yeah. Schwarzenegger, so, you know, mm-hmm. just accept You're my number one is. customer. 
Yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, uh, do we have big news to tell our listeners this week or are we waiting another week? No, I, I mean, we can um, definitely tentative, tentatively uh, make this big announcement that uh, very, very exciting for our event in October. Um, we have secured, drum roll, please. <laughs> thank you thank you that's that's my clark griswold moment uh drum roll drum roll please uh we have secured omri katz the star of hocus pocus he of course played max dennison yeah so pretty cool we figured you know being at uh, hocus pocus being in salem massachusetts um he seemed like the perfect guest um so you know we're, we're very excited um he has fully committed for the whole day so currently Definitely, he will be signing at Silver Moon Comics right in downtown Salem, uh, same place we had Damian Maffei last year for anyone who attended uh, that. And um, that's all I can announce for now. We are definitely going to have a second Derry event with him later that day. Right now, we're just working um, on obtaining the rights to Hocus Pocus with Disney and all that. But stay tuned. We'll give you more details. But I don't even know if I announced the date yet, um, but it's going to be uh, Saturday, October 22nd. So save the date for that. Hopefully some of you guys can make it. If any you know, of our listeners can make it, um, make sure to join us over on the Discord. I think maybe we'll open up a channel for this, for all the information and whatnot. And for anyone that can make it, I would love us to do um, maybe a hangout that Friday before at, you know, a place. I can secure a place for us maybe, and we can do horror trivia or something Ooh, like that. So if we, if we get enough... Yeah, so if we get enough people uh, to come down for it, that would be awesome. Um, and just Salem in October in general. I mean, the perfect horror spooky meetup spot. I will say it's it would be very tough to obtain a hotel in Salem at this point. However, there are several surrounding towns. That, you know, yeah, you can secure a hotel for a fairly cheap price and uh, would be a very cheap Uber ride or just rent a car to, to get into Salem. So yeah, hope to see some of you guys out there for that. And stay tuned, because if you can't make October 22nd, we're going to have a second event in October. Not have I don't have a date for that yet, so I'm not going to give anything else out yet or announce our guest or anything like that. But if you can't make October 22nd, we are going to have a secondary event as well. But I think our big one will be this October 22nd one. So hope to see you guys there for that. But wait. There's more. Oh. Texas Frightmare. Plan it. Year and a half from now. That's Come right. Out. <laughs> Everyone's being there. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is going to be another meetup spot for sure. Yeah. Me, Steve, Todd, and Sam are all uh, planning to commit to that and attend yep. it. So and we have a lot of people already guaranteed to go because people live in Texas. And now I live in Texas. So there's no excuse. Nice. And by year and a half, he means 10 months. <laughs> so. Is it really? I, right, well, yeah. I'm not good at math. Yeah. May, May 2023. Three, three years from now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So lots going on. It's, it's a pretty exciting. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Jenna and Joe's working super hard on getting these guests and working back and forth with different contacts. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'll definitely be there October 22nd. Not sure on the other one. It is a far drive, but uh, October 22nd, I will definitely be there and Hopefully I get to meet some of you. It'll be a fun time. And I'll definitely be in Texas as well. So yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. And, th- and thanks to Omri. He's been just awesome in this whole process of getting him out here and whatnot. So uh, we appreciate him too. And very excited to meet him. Is, he in, like part, awesome is he in part two? He is not going to be in part wow, two. Um, that's a 
sucks. Yeah, none of them are going to be. That was like the big, like shocking news is that they didn't bring any of them back for whatever reason. Um, the only, the only one come. Yeah, I agree. The only one that is coming back is um, Doug Jones. Doug Jones, uh, he's going to be reprising, reprising mm. Billy Butcherson, and of course the sisters. But yeah, right. none of, none of uh, Noah, Allison, or uh, Thora Birch, there, Danny, or Max. Yeah. Huh. All right. I just wonder if that's a Spider-Man situation where they're told not to tell anyone that they show up at the end credit scene. For it could be part three for sure. Or some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like they would have been spotted on set because there was a lot of a lot of that. But I guess they could have done a closed set for them. So we'll see. We shall see. But um, if he's not in it, come and ask him why. October twenty-second. I'm sure he'll give you an answer. <laughs> All right, Ray, let's do some horror news, ladies and gentlemen. Um, been a slow time in horror news, but we do have a few things. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, I know we mentioned it last week, but the big news of uh, Jason Blum saying that he could make a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Robert England. Um, so I just wanted to read uh, a little bit of exactly what he said. Um, he recently did a interview on a podcast, and uh, he said, I could make Robert England come back. I could, he says... 75, he's young, referring to England. Uh, he said, it's been a few years since England has been in the chair, but I've talked to him and I know that I could get him back in that seat one more time to play Freddy Krueger. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all he said, but go ahead. I think, I think it's time to move on from Robert England. It's one thing that it's, bothers me with these older actors is when they, you can't fake action. You know, and uh, I forget the movie Scorsese did with uh, Pacino and all them where they did the de aging. The Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. But there's some scenes in there where you're like, this is clearly Al Pacino, not a physical, top physical condition, doing an action scene where he's fighting and you can, like, all right, they're pushing here. So I would, you know, maybe do some, uh, some kind of cameo work where he's, uh, gets to do his voice. But I think it's time to move on and get someone else. I, I want to see him, like, replacing uh, himself you know so he's somehow like losing his energy losing his powers and he tries to find a new dream demon to replace him going forward you know like that kind of storyline where he doesn't have a, a, a big role but uh he's still there to pass the baton because i think that would be one of the only ways that fans would accept uh the franchise continuing from here because I just don't think they can replace Freddy Krueger himself. Like, I don't think they should. The same, re like, non-horror, I feel they should never do another Indiana Jones that isn't Harrison Ford. You know, I think that character should die with the actor, whereas I feel the same way about Freddy. It should just be yeah. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street with someone else. So. Which is another one we're going to see how they pull the action off for Indiana Jones 5. It's like, there's only so many times you can whip a whip and swing across a, a fucking chasm or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know, but that's a but, great idea though. Like having him replace himself, and maybe that you get like the opening where it's like a Freddy wins and he replaces his body, and then we we still get Robert England, and then he has a new one. That'd be that's a great idea. You should write new line. Yeah, or Blumhouse yeah. apparently now. Blumhouse, yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, if anyone can pull this off, I do believe it would be Blumhouse. You know, they have the resources, and I guess the industry respect to do so like I, I don't love all their movies but i do believe that if jason blum says he can ha make this happen i think he can yeah. what kind of a stupid I, title would they make it <laughs> yeah, i think they would just i think they would just rebrand it just call it nightmare on elm street again yeah like they did with halloween 
That's true. Because it's been it's been so long since we've. I mean, you got the remake, but since England last put on the makeup was New Nightmare, right? I mean, and that was. Was it New Nightmare? Wow. For, for a movie, for a movie anyway. For a movie, yeah. Well, Freddy vs. Yeah, right. Jason. Wasn't that? After That's right. Fred, yeah, you're right. Fred versus Jason, which was 20 years was... ago now. Shoot, yeah. Roughly. Almost. Yeah, almost. Wow, I didn't know that was lo- it was been that long. Yeah, because what was it, 2004? Was it? Around yeah, around there. there. Yeah, and then the remake so. was 10, right? Yeah. So it's been about yeah. 12 years since we saw Freddy. Yep. Wow. Since we saw, yeah, in 20 years since we've seen England Freddy. So, yeah, it's been a long time that that franchise has just been. Uh, you know, dormant. And uh, I mean, this is the time if you're going to do it, obviously this is the time England is 75. If he can do one more, I mean, he, he ain't going to be doing it for much longer. I mean, so, um, and it's weird. Like, cause you can't do it. Like how Halloween did it where Nick Cass was coming back to play Michael Myers. And he literally was in one fucking scene. And really it was James Jude Courtney did everything. Um, <laughs> so, but you can't do that with England, you know, cause he's, you know, he's so recognizable in that makeup that you can't just get another actor in that makeup. So let me, let me pitch something. You tell me if it sounds really stupid. Sure. Remember how in part two he came to the real world a lot, and that was like a whole thing. What if Freddie gets captured in the real world, real world, and arrested, <laughs> and it's Robert England sitting in a prison cell? No, we're not no? making Robert England play Come Robert on. England again. He is Come the first. <laughs> Come on. I don't want out. to see Robert England as Robert England anymore. All right, Freddy Krueger in a prison cell, like Joker in Dark Knight Rise or whatever the fuck, The Dark Knight. He's just right. sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, go, moving on to our next bit of news here. Welcome to Derry, the TV series that will be coming out on HBO Max soon, dealing with Pennywise the Clown, has officially started writing. The writer's room has opened for that, so we are officially underway on that. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, the series will begin in the 1960s, in the time leading up to the events of It Part 1. Andy Muschietti, the director, of course, and Barbara Muschietti, his wife, uh, who produced, are both on board for this. No other details right now as far as if Bill Skarsgård is going to be reprising his role as Pennywise or anything like that. I would think he would be, considering Muschietti's back on board with this. But um, I haven't heard any official news on that yet. So once we do, you'll hear it here. We'll keep you guys up to date on that. But uh, I'm really excited for this. Um, I think a TV series is a really interesting idea and to put, do it, set it into the events before it chapter one, I think, and setting it in the sixties, I think is, is, is pretty cool. So, uh, I'm excited for this. I wonder if they're going to do like another group of kids type thing, or if we are going to get, yeah, I don't know what we're going to get out of this, but I'm, I'm on board for it. I'm excited. Yeah. Sounds cool. Especially on HBO. Yeah. They, they do it upright for sure. So we shall see. Oh, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one recently came out say what you will about it but how about a sequel ladies and gentlemen because that's right rumors have began to swirl that netflix is going to be developing a sequel to this new texas chainsaw massacre series no word on whether or not um fetty alvarez would return or anything like that but from early reports is that netflix is in development on a sequel not surprising whatsoever like (laughs) i mean i you have to expect it there's no way that they weren't going to do this uh i'd watch it honestly like you know i can always watch uh, leatherface killing some folks i just hope that they focus more on like him killing than some stupid storyline to get people there you know just yeah if it's a better story i think it'd be more tesla kills this time around 
Yeah, well, he's going to the house, right? That's <laughs> how it ended the lot, the first one. So yes. Yeah, maybe he uh, he builds the family up again. And... That house oh. has got to be hmm. fucked up, though. It's been sitting since. It was fucked up before then, dude. <laughs> I know. Huh? Imagine it now. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will see uh, next yeah. May. We will go <laughs> to that filming location. Can we? Yep. Um, so I mean, it seems so. Here's just like the movie. The movie actually did perform extremely well on Netflix. Uh, it came in the number two spot on Netflix's global charts on its opening week, and it was viewed um, by subscribers for 29,180,000 hours in those first few days. And it was also the number three most watched movie on the streaming service ever. So I think we'll definitely be getting a sequel based on the success. And if you did like it, the very first. Leatherface action figure from the new movie has been announced. It will be coming out soon for you collectors by Haya Toys, which is a company I'm not too familiar with, but uh, it is going to be in the um, scale of the reaction figure style, 4.72 inches tall. You can currently pre-order the figure for $19.99 over on Entertainment Earth's website. Are you still doing reaction figures, Joe? Yeah, I got my reaction figure wall. So that's like the, that's like the big thing. Um, uh, every time I find like a horror reaction figure, I'll buy it to continue to add to my wall. Yeah, so I'm, I'm into them still, just basically because of the wall. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be buying them still. But uh, I do like building the reaction wall. It's pretty fun. But uh, I did make a big purchase the other day. I pre-ordered the new Ultimate Chucky from Trick or Treat Studios. Nice. Um, yeah, it's easy. E- Evil face Chucky. Is that five hundred? Six hundred. Did you get the other one? It come, I didn't. No. Um, and I the only reason I bought it and pre-ordered it because um over on Sideshow Toys, they do a payment plan. Mm-hmm. So you can pay it off in uh, eight installments. So it's like, it's like paying for a phone. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh are you, did you pick up the um Chucky figure from Screen Factory? The new one? I didn't. No, it sold out. And then I didn't want to like. Is spend, it sold out? Uh, I didn't think it was sold out. The figures, the figures sold out, but you can buy like the Blu-ray. Oh, the pack. Uh, combo thing, but it was like 150 bucks, and I really just want the figure. So even though it'll probably jack up in price the way like Angela did, obviously. So I probably, sh- I probably should get it for that reason alone. Especially because Chucky fans are insane, like when it comes to shit like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably regret it because it is cool. It's like the chart. Chucky fit. Did you get it? No, it's just I don't. Know. I'm running. I don't have the room anymore for figures and stuff. Yeah. So I hear yeah, you. It was a pass. All right. Uh, all right. Just a couple more uh, bits of news tonight. Are you afraid of the dark? The television series is going to be coming back for a third season, uh, July 30th. This one is going to be called "Are You Afraid of the Dark's Ghost Island." So. I seasons one and two were both like super enjoyable of this new iteration of Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I would recommend it, especially for those of you with kids who uh, haven't checked it out yet. You go check out uh, seasons one and two of that. I think it's really fun stuff. What, what, what's it on? Um, it's not. I mean, it's Nickelodeon. Okay. So uh, yeah. So I'm assuming you can probably get it on demand right now, like the first two seasons over on Nickelodeon uh, on demand or whatever. But yeah, but I would recommend it, especially for you, Todd. With the kid or with the kiddies there, they'd enjoy it, I think. Alrighty, moving along. Oh, and then, all right. So to finish it out, just a couple of news. So a couple of news for you, comic book fans out there, because I'm not a comic book guy, but I know a lot of you guys out there are. 
Creep Show is going to be launching a brand new comic uh, series for this Halloween. It is going to be a five-issue comic book anthology, and it will launch on uh, September 21st, 2022. And also, R.L. Stein is going to be coming out with an adult-based comic book series, and that will be hitting shelves also in September 2022. So yeah, there you go. Comic book fans you get a little spookiness coming to you for this spooky season you guys into comic books at all steve or todd not anymore i I used to be like a lot but uh it's just it's a pain in the ass to get the issues concurrently and i don't love like what uh reading them on like an ipad or anything it just doesn't have the same feel to it so i just dropped off i mean i the walking dead's probably the last one i read through and through and other than that uh i'm pretty much out it's expensive too Mm mm-hmm Yes, you got to get everything, and then you got to get the tie-ins, and you got to get the team-ups and all that crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and in the la- well, actually, I do have one more thing. Um, because me and Steve, of course, I'm going to be going to Halloween Horror Nights this year. So for anyone else going to Halloween Horror Nights, they just announced their newest house, which is going to be uh, a Blumhouse house, Blumhouse house. Say that three times fast. Um, and it is going to be Black Phone slash Freaky. So I don't know how they're going to combine those two together, but uh, they they won't. We'll see. They won't. <laughs> so, so they, they do Blumhouse every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, I've been to a few of them. It'll be the first half of the house will be freaky, and then the second half of the house will transition into Black Phone. And they just, I guess, they just feel that those movies don't have enough on their own to warrant an entire house. So they do two of their franchises into one, and that's what they'll do with this one as well. All right. Well, after seeing, I know you went and saw Black Phone today. Obviously, we're going to be reviewing it very soon. But do you think, without spoiling the movie or saying really your thoughts on the movie, do you think it will translate well into a house at Halloween Horror Nights? I do not. The majority of the movie takes place basically in one room, and that doesn't translate very well into a house. Like I get, I could see where they might do other rooms, but I, I could definitely see why they wouldn't want an entire house dedicated to this film. I'm actually more curious about Freaky because that I just don't know what angle they're going to do at all, you know? So it'll be interesting to see, but it is what it is. At least it's an IP, you know, it's a, it's a known IP. So it'll be exciting anyway. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed Freaky. So, um, you know, it was a fun movie. So I assume just like this killer is going to stalk you type thing uh, with that one. And, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Black Phone yet, but um, I mean, I know the mask is really fucking creepy. So, I mean, that, that might translate well into a house. There's a bunch of masks in the movie, so that's be good. Is there? Cool, cool. Um, Very excited. Did freak? Did enough people see Freaky? I mean, I didn't see it. I don't think so, honestly. I don't. It. I don't. Did it make my top ten that year it came well, out? I think I, it did. That was it was close. Yeah, maybe it might have been an honorable mention. You're right. I think it, it made Sam's. But yeah, I, you're right, Todd. It is an interesting choice because I, I, you don't hear like really anyone talk about that one. You know what, though? To be fair, it's Halloween Horror Nights that revitalized Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which also mm-hmm. a lot of people had not seen at that point. So True. I can see them thinking this will be a way to get people to start watching it and maybe give it a second life. So that mm-hmm. might be a strategic move on Blumhouse part to uh, try to find new life in this story and right franchise out of it but the mo- the movie's new though like i mean kill Clown's yeah. 80s called classic whereas right. like freaky literally just came out last year yeah. like you know i just don't see i i don't know it's, like i 
I just don't does, see many people like excited for it. Does um the killer and Freaky wear like a mask or costume or anything? Yeah, he's got a mask. Is it, mm-hmm. is it cool or? Yeah. Not Man, really. I, don't, not I honestly don't remember. It sounds like it's, well. a, yeah. it's a miss. It's a miss. <laughs> yeah, I think Unless so. Unless around. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like so. There's like a whole rumored map of other IPs that are going to be coming, and Evil Dead is supposedly going to be coming, which that's awesome. And I'm interested to see if it's going to be the remake or if it's going to be the original. I, I would mean, say I the original because they've already done the remake. Yeah. I, I saw the remake. It was okay. really cool that when they did the remake, but I can see this being the original, or it'll be the new one. Evil Dead Rise, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I hope it's the original. That would be awesome because they can put you out in the cabin, like in the cabin in the woods and stuff. That would be awesome. So we'll see about that. And then is that the only other IP that is rumored, Steve? So let's see. Halloween, Blumhouse, Evil Dead. There's one more. I, well, there's The Weeknd, which are counting as an IP, which I don't. Um, I just what's, don't remember. What's The Weeknd? It's a... The Stinger. Uh, yeah, a rapper or something. Oh, that's uh, a, a horror maze? Yeah, they, they yeah, do this. They, they do this now where they have uh, like a famous person design a maze. Uh, they had Billie Eilish last year. They had Rob Zombie the year before. Uh, I can had, see Rob like, Zombie, but those other artists, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. pretty random. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I, from what I've heard, his music videos like he has like he incorporates like a lot of horror imagery into his like music videos. Like Billie Eilish does kind kind of similar stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. The other one is. Um, it's the mummy versus Wolfman versus Dracula for the universe, right. uh, yep. Universal Monsters uh, house. Yes, and there's a rumor to be a witch house this year. Not the movie The Witch, just like a witch. <laughs> yeah, my God, can you imagine like character? So I'm super excited for that as well. But yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys up to date as well because I know a lot of you guys, I'm sure, go to Halloween Horror Nights as well. So yeah, keep you up to date. And that is it for Horror News this week. All right, awesome. So uh, before we get into what watch let's uh hear a little bit from our sponsor deadly grounds coffee everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork deadly grounds coffee coffee to die for and zombie approved it's good to get a little deadly Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, what watched? Hey, what you got? I got two today. Me too. Ooh, fancy. I'll go. All right, I'll start with The Video Dead from 1987. This one is an extremely low-budget movie currently streaming on, I believe, Tubi. Let me double-check for you. Yes, Tubi and Amazon Prime in America. This one is fucking weird, man. Oh, it's got Michael St. Michaels, by the way, from The Greasy Strangler. But he's not memorable at all in this. Greasy Strangler is amazing. This one's just like, ugh. But yeah, it, this plot is very all over the place. It's like, I'll loosely slay it's a plot. But yeah, okay, random TV. We're talking 1980s TV. Gets delivered to this house, and a zombie movie comes on, and he can't turn it off. He pulls the power on the plug, whatever. Zombie movie keeps coming on. Lo and behold, the zombies come out of the TV and murder the person. Cut to three months later. And this house has been sold to a family, but the parents are over in Saudi Arabia. So it leads our quote unquote teenage kids to live in the house. I'm like, this guy's fucking 35. He's got gray hairs and everything. But yeah, they're in the house. And then I guess the zombies just live in the fucking forest for this whole time and haven't bothered anybody until this moment. <laughs> this, the boy, they had zero budget. This kid wears the same shirt for like four days. 
it's so gross that it has like pit stains and it has like pee stains on the back of it. And then at one point when he kills his zombie or he cuts off his zombie's hand, he pops he pops his shirt off and wipes the blood off. I'm like, cool, that's the end of the shirt. No, oh, the shirt's back in the next scene. And then at the end, he puts another shirt on, but that shirt is still underneath. So he wore that shirt the entire plot of this movie, which bugged me. The the acting is atrocious. And there's a scene that like to sum up this movie and how stupid it is, there okay so this girl's to set up this character this girl's walking her dog she goes and sees this kid uh, this kid that wears the same fucking shirt every day she's like hey can i come hang out with you inside your house he's like okay sure can i bring my dog in okay sure they go in the house the dog fucking runs out the house goes exactly to the same area we just left and then dies all right so the humans go out looking for him of course the the dog had seen his zombie and had a heart attack that's what we're led to believe the kid's like I don't know how he knew this, but the dog must have had a heart attack. What are we going to tell our parents? And this fucking kid hatches a scheme. All right, we'll tell him that this mean person threw a ball and that the dog got the ball and choked on the ball. We'll just get a ball and shove it down a dog's throat. I'm like, why are we abusing this dog's corpse? So they do that. They hatch the scheme just so they don't have to tell the parents that the dog died. So they literally shove a dog down uh, a ball down this dog's throat. Doesn't make any sense. The zombies to kill them you have to convince them that they're dead, which doesn't make any sense. Or you lock them in a room and they'll eat themselves. And if you don't show fear, they will leave you alone. So this movie is, the rules don't make sense. The plot doesn't make sense. They, they, they set up, it's an hour and 15 minutes and they set up scenes literally just to pad the running time because they end up going back to where they just left. They walk by this hidden shack in the, or when they're looking for a dog, they walk by the shack that looks all dilapidated, but like I'd go look in the shack. They don't go by the shack. They just want to make sure that you knew as a viewer that the shack was there for a later scene coming up. So the video dead, it's got some cool zombies in it. If you like the really bad acting, you might enjoy it. It's not a good movie by any stretch, but it might be really fun in a group viewing. So the video dead, 87 over on Tubi. All right, I'll go next. So I'm continuing my push from the 1980s to hopefully solidify in my list when we do that episode in a few weeks so the first one uh, that i rewatched and i've seen many many times is 1981's the evil dead uh, which i watched on blu-ray but i think it's on tubi as well so you can watch it there so in this one um you know it's a gr- group of teenagers uh, they go up to a cabin for the weekend and they find uh this like recorder that like says a spell and then the girls start getting possessed and stuff like that and they start attacking each other and that's basically the plot of it uh, a lot of memorable scenes in this one of course uh, a girl gets raped by a tree and the demons get trapped in various ways and they're very creepy and it's just a very uh, crazy movie that i'm sure a lot of you have seen so i won't go too much into it uh this movie is very special to me i remember seeing it for the first time when i was in college and this is the movie that really pushed me to say like, I can make movies on a small budget and make it look like somewhat decent because this movie was a very, very low budget film, but they somehow revolutionized the horror industry, you know, with that small budget by creating new types of camera angles and camera shots that no one had really done before that. And the gore is fantastic and the makeup effects fantastic. And the way that they set up the gags are just brilliant, especially if you know how that they, they made this movie. So I would recommend not only w- watching the movie, of course, but reading um, 
if Chins could kill Confessions of a B-Movie Actor by Bruce Campbell, uh, he goes into detail as to how they made this movie and it will make you respect this movie so much more on a whole other level because it's really ingenious how they came up with some of the shots and some of the issues that they faced and the problem solving they went through. So definitely, you know, a classic in my eyes, relentless, scary, a lot of action, great characters. Uh, yeah, a, a masterpiece, in my opinion. Probably going to be on my top 10, I'm not going to lie. Um, where it fits on my top 10, I don't know, still deciding. But yeah, check it out. Ma e um, Evil Dead. Ma masterpiece, that's, that's top five material, bud. I know. It's a, Let's see. Um, I was going to ask you if you read If Chins Could Kill, because that's an amazing book. Oh, amazing yeah. Book. That's amazing. amazing. And he's so funny in that. Like, he's going yeah. through his childhood and stuff first. And, Detroit and all that shit. Yeah, it's, it's Bruce Campbell. I mean, if you, you know, really you've seen Bruce Campbell in interviews, you met him in person, very sarcastic man. And his book is a great example of that. And brilliant, brilliant book. How many times have you met Campbell, Todd? Um, I think three. Yeah, three. Three. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, um, yeah, I think three as well. Um, the first time I did it, it was fucking awesome because the ladies of the Evil Dead were there too and he probably wouldn't even i don't think he would like do this nowadays just because i feel like he's like so busy and shit but back this was like going back one of my first harkons i ever attended and they did um live commentary of evil dead like uh like uh, later that night like when the con ended and he was there for it and it was really really it was really awesome and insightful that must have been the same time i first saw him because i just mm -hmm. sent you guys a picture of the ladies of evil dead and um, mm. I met them all at the same con, and they were doing live commentary of that too. Yeah. So same. it was I, this actually, was maybe two thousand. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. This is around two thousand four, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was about that. I was in high school yeah. still. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. That's about the same. Steve same was time. in fucking. <laughs> I, I was working. Tenth year of med school or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I was done school. By Porn star. Porn uh, star. I mean. Yeah. Well, when I met him, I, I was also uh, with the ladies of Evil Dead and uh, he was very sarcastic and he had the worst handler maybe ever. Like my mm. absolute least favorite handler, the guy, he would come into the line and he would tell us all the stuff that Bruce wouldn't sign. And he, he checked every single item. He made bitch, sure dude. that there Fuck was a posted. Yeah. It was like, it was a whole Not thing. Not Bruce Campbell's handler. No, no, no. Yeah. He must've been like a, his publicist or something because he wasn't just a guy working at the con. He was definitely someone tied to Bruce Campbell because he knew all the rules and shit like that. Uh, and Bruce was funny. Like I get there. So I had already gotten the three autographs and the, the women from evil dead and they had all signed in gold. And he's sitting there with his silver Sharpie and he looks up at me. He's like, well, I suppose you're going to make me change to gold now, aren't you? <laughs> and then he gives this super annoyed fucking look. And then he just started chatting. And he was super, yeah. super cool. Like he's awesome. Yeah. He's his sarcasm is really unmatched. It was great. I remember when I, the last time I met him, I had a uh, Necronomicon or whatever. And like, I had him, I was like, can you hold this? And like, we'll open it. And like, I'll make like a funny face or something. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. He's like, there like, you go. He's like, yeah, you, you got the idea. He's like, it sucked, but th there you go. And he like he gave it, he just like threw it back at me. <laughs> so it was, yeah. He's, he's, he's just great. And uh, did, Todd, didn't you say you were, uh, you were supposed to, you were going to fix up your evil dead tattoo or something. Did you change your mind on that or? Um, no, I, um, uh, I had a Don the dead tattoo that I covered. Oh, Don the dead. Okay. Yeah. That's I tried, right. okay. I tried I was, to do I... Flyboy zombie when I was like 19 or so and it came out pretty terribly. Um, okay. so I changed it from that too. And it came out great. You can't tell it all where it was. Oh, all right. Nice. But I need oh, to get you covered some... up. You covered it up. Yeah. It was, 
right here somewhere. Oh, nice. Can't, okay. Can't cool. tell at all. So no, you can't. No. Good job. Wow, I didn't even know that was a cover up. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All righty. All right. Um, I, uh, I only have one this week, uh, this week, and it is from 2022 and it is called terror trips. Uh, this one is about, uh, some friends who start a business of going around giving guided tours, um, of famous horror movie locations. The problem with that is it really, that really doesn't come about in the movie. So they talk about it at the beginning of the movie. And then during the opening credits, they, show them going around to locations but not giving guided tours um just they're just at the horror locations and then we get thrusted into the movie where they decide they are going to scout out a location for their next uh guided tour apparently their american tours are doing so well which we have no idea about that it's doing well because it's never really shown or talked about um but they decide they're going to scout out a new location over in poland so them and their friends go over to Poland to scout out a new horror location for this um, fictional horror movie. And um, while they are there, they run into some bad people who want to harvest their organs. And that is, uh, and they basically from there have to um, try to escape the threat. And that is the movie. The, you know, the, the concept of this one was really cool like um but man it was just like a completely failed execution well firstly i was i was expecting a slasher i guess but that's kind of my own fault i guess for just thinking it was gonna be a slasher movie um i did not love the harvesting organs thing i mean it's been done before and so much better in movies like uh I think Hostel 2, right? I feel like is one of them. But, you know, it, uh, the acting was okay for like, I mean, this movie's like extremely low budget affair. Uh, and the only reason I watch it is because our buddy Damien Maffei's in it, but he has 30 seconds of screen time. Um, but it does have Hannah Fearman, for those of you uh, who are fans of her. She was, of course, the uh, I Like You Girl in the VHS segment. And everyone else really not really recognizable. Uh, but yeah, it's just very low budget. And the acting is like fine for a low budget movie. For me, it's just like the script is where this movie completely fails. The dialogue is is very bad. And it's just, there's just like nothing really interesting here. I mean, just kind of all been done before and just way better. So uh, this is a complete skip. I, I wouldn't waste your time with this one. Yeah, I gave $100 to that crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my new, feeding, feeding my new addiction of indie <laughs> horror stuff. <laughs> Indiegogo. Well, yeah, I, I guess since you contributed, you have to watch it at some point. I guess. But, uh, just yeah. don't, don't, ex don't expect much. That's all it, I'll say. It used to be called On Location, and they changed the title. They did, yeah. That's right. Yeah, see, that, that name I recognize. I, I, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. All right. My second one is The Stepfather Part 2 from 89, sequel to the one we watched a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so this one, uh, spoiler alert for Part 1, Jerry gets stabbed to death. Or did he at the end of part one? Nope. He wakes up in a psych ward in part two and he's been stabbed and he's recovered from his wounds, things like that. And uh, this doctor is like befriending him. He's like, man, I'm going to help you out, dude. Of course, Jerry being the prick that he is, manipulates the doctor into letting him have his handcuffs. And he gives more and more and more until lo and behold, Jerry kills the doctor as well as the... Um, the, the prison guard and escapes he makes it all the way to california and he sets up shop as a psychiatrist which is like how the fuck did he do this but he did it jerry's resourceful um and lucky lucky for him he caters to mostly divorced women actually all 
divorced women, I think, which is they're all in the same neighborhood too, was like lucky. He like lucked out because uh, he knows MO. He wants to create a the perfect family and he, you know, meets Beck Foster from They Live, Caroline Williams from Texas Chains and Massacre 2 is in this one as well. It's basically the same plot after you get past the opening where he escapes from prison, where he finds a new family. Oh, I forget his name. The the um uh the kid in it the stutters. He's in here too. Rest in Jonathan peace. Jonathan Brandis. Yes, he plays Todd, actually, Meg Foster's son. Rest in peace to him. He's good in this. But yeah, it's the same plot. He finds a family. He uh, he has to cover up his tracks. Some people are suspicious of him, so he kills them. Very small body count, just like part one. Uh, very slow. But Terry O'Quinn's amazing. He's a great actor. Meg Foster's good. Caroline Williams is good. And then he died in this one. No, there's a part three, but it's not the same guy, huh? Uh, is it the same character, though? No. Okay, perfect. So yeah, part two, they finally did him in with a hammer to the chest, of all things. So yeah, if you like the first one, definitely watch the sequel. It's a solid three out of five for me, but it didn't add anything. It, there's no new stuff here. It's the same movie, essentially. It was 100% not needed for a sequel, but Terry Quinn is great. And I'd recommend it on like a lazy afternoon. Nothing groundbreaking. And I believe for us in here in the US, this is over on Tubi. Tubi. Very nice. Uh, my last one is another one from the 80s, this one from 1989, and it is Intruder. So I had never seen this one, so I was excited to check it out. I had heard good things about it, so uh, I decided to, why not? Let's check it out. So this one follows a um, people who work at a grocery store doing the overnight like restock. So there's a big group of people and they're just basically working at this grocery store, restocking the shelves and stuff like that. When a crazy ex-boyfriend of one of the cashiers comes in and starts making a scene and then uh, all of a sudden they like kick him out and stuff. And all of a sudden, start, you know, later in the night, people start dying. So they figure out that, oh, the boyfriend must be killing everybody. So we got to try to get out of here and get the cops uh, involved and stuff like that. And one by one, they get knocked off until uh, there's a twist. I won't say what it is. And yeah, that's basically the premise of the movie is people being chased inside this grocery store. The Like 95% of the film takes place in, within the grocery store. Like I said, I'd never seen this, but I'd heard Sam Raimi was involved. In fact, he's one of the stars of the film and that Bruce Campbell was in it as well, but he's only in it for like two minutes. Uh, it's actually directed by the person who wrote Evil Dead 2, I believe. Um, is I that Rob, Ta- Rob Tappert? Something that like that. Yeah. And, and Bruce is like a cop, right, in this one? Yeah, Scott Spiegel. Is, Spiegel, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a cop at the end. Um, so yeah, I got to say, it's actually a really good film. You know, it's it's not like, definitely not top 10 of the 80s type of film, but uh, for a movie that takes place all in one location, they find creative ways to kill people. They really utilize the different like uh, methods of killing people that you can find within a grocery store. You know, they use the uh, the baler in the back that crushes uh, boxes. They use the the slicer in the meat department and uh, stuff like that, and a bunch of other ones. So they really use the space uh, well. Uh, I really love also the dynamic between the people who work there. Seems like a really place, a really cool place to work. Like everybody seems really chill with each other. And I don't know if you guys ever had a job like doing overnight stocking. Uh, I did really early on for a bookstore and it was always super chill because you don't have customers and you're kind of doing it at your own pace and you listen to music. So it's kind of like that. And uh, I had a fun time watching it. You know, it's uh, it didn't 
like drag at any time. It is a little bit slow to start, but uh, once it gets going, I think it's a it's a it's a fun film and one that I would recommend. I will say though that the dialogue is not the best. Uh, some of it comes off a little bit cheesy, and the end sequence could have been better. Like they're kind of leading up to this. A giant battle at the end and it wasn't as good as I thought it would be but otherwise I recommend it uh, I watched it over on Shutter. very cool yeah I've watched that once and liked it were you almost done with your 80s rewatch or what do you how much do you got more how many more uh let's see here I have a little list going I need your list oh. if you can share that so I don't <laughs> yeah anything. for sure I, I don't have them in any order so it's, it's okay. perfect uh the ones I'm still missing uh, let's see I watched watch, watch. I, I want to rewatch Poltergeist I want to mm. rewatch Fright Night. It's been you know maybe five years. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna rewatch Aliens, American mm. Werewolf in London. Mm. It's one I want to check out again. Um, See, that's yeah. like four that are already on my list. Right, and the rest, no, the rest I've I've watched a few of them, like uh, The Fly, Reanimator, Return of the Living Dead, uh, The Thing. I watched a ton in the last few months, so I'm really down to the the small ones. And then I'll start, you know, if I have time left, I'll start just searching other people's lists and seeing okay i'm missing this one or haven't seen that one or haven't seen that one in a long time so that's right. what i'll do yeah. trivia time all right Ooh. you guys better dig deep this is the final <laughs> episode for this quarter and i'm up by four uh okay yeah so my the scores are as follows 14 for myself joe in second place with 10 steve eight steve you better have a fucking all-star night or you're watching Trump versus zombies wrote <laughs> again. I've, I've already seen it. So. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna lead off. I'm gonna lead off tonight. I got one. I got three from Kayla. Thank you very much, Kayla, for sending these in. Kayla. This this is a match the plot to the movie. So I will give you the Ooh. plot. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this is from Letterbox or IMDB. And you will tell me the movie. In the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for a childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Is it, is it goosebumps? Incorrect. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept oh. away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Okay, I got one more guess, but I'll wait for Okay, let's see. Hmm. Um... Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. No, that's that wouldn't be it. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Steve can guess if he'd like again. Is it one of the Amityville horrors? Like two? It is not. I will no? give you some hints. Okay. This is a, a mainstream movie. Came out in the theaters. Um. Within the past probably five years. Oh. Um. Hmm. It's a very big director in the horror world. Ooh. Writer. Um, oh, if I gave you this one, Steve, again, <laughs> for sure. I'm going to kick myself through this one, I think. Um, uh, okay. Did we, re- did we review it? No. Here's no. my uh, final hint. It uses the color red a lot. Uh, is it us? Incorrect. Uh, I've... All right. Crimson Peak. Crimson oh, Peak. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Red, crimson, bleeds, right, bleeds, right. I was going to say it's. Yeah. A guy from Sons of Anarchy, but that been too. Yeah, that that, that I would have got. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that that much horror? If anything yeah. else, actually. All right, I'll go next then. So three different types of questions this week. In fact, I new am game. I'm bringing in two new Ooh. games this week. Ooh. Uh, so we're d- dropping for this week the sixty seconds and the four clues. 
But first, Thank a regular you. question, because I do want to take the ones that people have submitted to me over the last few months. I'm starting to fill up my backup. The first one's from Weezerface. Thank you very much, Weezerface, for this. Who did the voice of Aylmer in Brain Damage? Oh, Peter Jackson. That's a great question. Wrong. Fuck. Mickey Rooney. Wrong. Oh, I was thinking uh, Brain Dead. I had no. <laughs> <laughs> Elmer and brain damage. Yeah, I can't remember. We reviewed, we, on we the show. reviewed. Yeah, we did. Reviewed it. Not. I don't think Todd was on that episode though. I was. Oh, you were. No, you were. I think. Okay. Um, Elmer and brain. If you don't have it, I can give you a clue before. Uh... Clue it. Clue it. All right. So the clue I got from Weezer Face, it's a legendary horror host. Oh. Is it, um, the Crypt Keeper? No, it's not John here. Here. It's not Vincent Price because he wasn't alive. Not Wait, Price. he probably was alive. He, he was alive. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was. It's not him. We're a host, legendary horror host. Yeah. You guys give up? Yeah. It is Zon Zacherly. What the fuck yeah, is that? I don't know. Who that is. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably fucking pissed. Damn it. It's, uh, I, it's probably something we didn't have here in, uh, in Canada. Let's see. Zon Zacherly. Legendary horror host. Oh, Chiller Theater. Chiller Theater. Never watched it. Yeah. All right. Well, my questions are a couple of questions tonight come from Kayla. So thank you, Kayla, for sending these in. In in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, where was Bill Mosley's chop top during the events of the first? Vietnam. That is correct. Nice. He got his plate in Nam and he wanted to make Nam land. Love that movie. I will defend that movie till the day I die. Yeah. Look at my plate, you dog dick. My son said that to, <laughs> to my wife today, and it didn't go over well. Because <laughs> I have the I have the poster that Bill uh, Mosley signed, and he signed it like my plate, you dog dick. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's where I got it from. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see here. Match the movie to the IMDb IMDb description on a quiet suburban street. A babysitter must defend a 12-year-old boy from intruders, only to discover it's far from a normal home invasion. Um, I would say better watch out. Correct. Excellent. Mm, very nice. Good movie. A great yeah, movie. It is a very good movie. All right. So this is the new game for the first one. It's like the four clues, but this time it's, it's going to be an actor or director, but in this case, an actor. And it's guess the actor by the accomplishments. Okay. So I'm, oh. I'm going to read you a series of things that I found about this actor. And you have to figure out who it is based on that. There's, and there's a bunch. There's more than four. Horror, horror actor. Though, right? Yeah. Horror yeah. Actor, someone that is like, yeah, has made a contribution to horror. Okay. All right. Yep. Born on May 27th, 1958. Okay. Born in Davenport, Iowa. They get easier. Right? That's... Um, Port, Iowa. Oh, okay. Wrote two books. I hear the kitties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're hungry. <laughs> uh, starred in 164 projects, most of which are horror. Huh. Okay, this is where they start getting more. Robert obvious. England? Wrong. First name? Is oh. Barbara Crampton? Barbara oh. Crampton. 
Wow, not Barbara Crampton? Nope. And final final hint, originally cast as Muffy slash Buffy in April Fool's Day, but had to drop out due to a scheduling conflict with one of her most famous horror films. <laughs> How many Barbers do we know in horror? Um... That, that, that might be misleading. Oh. Can you okay. say the Barbara, uh, Barbara um, thing again? Her first name is Barbara. That's, that's what it is? Okay. But that's <laughs> not... Was any hidden meaning? That's not, <laughs> that's what, not what she's, mostly what she's known, known as. Yeah. Oh. So, born... You... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, say it again. Born 27th, 1958 in Davenport, Iowa. Wrote two books. Started 164 projects. First name, Barbara. Originally cast as Muffy slash Buffy in April Fool's Day. Oh. Had to drop out. It's... Linnea um... Quigley? That's right. <laughs> Damn it! I was or Barbara Linnea Quigley. Well, I didn't wow. know that. Yeah, I had no there, idea. There you go. Very good. You like that's that cool one. I like that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, I liked it. Alrighty, back to me. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, match the plot. One to second. The movie. One second. All Has right. anyone ever checked out her books? No, I haven't. Are they auto autobiographical? Uh, they're yeah, they're about her time in the industry. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I'm gonna pick those up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did watch her hard workout DVD. Though. Me too. We know you extensively reviewed it probably yes. every yes. Saturday morning. So, fun, yes. well, not so fun fact. Tubi has the censored version. Oh, <laughs> and, fucking and, Tubi. And not the, uh, yeah, you'd think Tubi of all fucking places would have the uncensored version. So, I watched the censored version of her. <laughs> all right, match the plot to the movie. The South is upset for losing the Civil War. But a quiet town called Pleasant Valley oh, has managed um, to keep the southern hospitality for over 130 years. Um, oh FYI, my God, this they fucking... do not like Northerners. No, 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 I know it. It's not. I have the sign picture on my wall. It doesn't say the fucking title of the damn movie though. Oh, I know. Oh, no, I got. Okay, I'll dig deep. Like fucking Steve's. I stumped. I, I couldn't oh. hear it because you kept. I was gonna say. I'll re- let me read it again. Let me read sorry, it again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. The, the South is upset for losing the Civil War, but a quiet town called Pleasant Valley has managed to keep the Southern hospitality for over 130 years. FYI, they don't like Northerners. It somewhat sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Oh, man. The DVD is literally over there, but it's around the corner. <laughs> um, I can't remember this. I can tell you it's got Lynn Shane, it's got Robin, Robert England in it. It's a bunch of fucking... Confederate fuckers. Is it uh, 1001 Maniacs or 2001 Maniacs? 2001 Maniacs. Yeah. Steve gets it. Yeah. Damn, I can't believe I didn't remember that one. The uh, sequel's filled with screams or something like that. It's been a long time since I saw that one. Yeah. All right. Steve's point. All right. Oh, this is perfect timing because Steve hasn't rewatched it yet. What is the name? What is the name of the ship in Aliens? Nostromo. Incorrect. That's oh, Alien. Aliens. Sorry. Okay. I misread. Um, aliens. Aliens. The, the Marines fly on. Oh, uh, LV seven. That's two. the planet you're thinking of. Oh shit. Okay. LV four two something. Yes. Four two something. Hadley's Hope. But what's the name uh, of the ship? In aliens. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember either. That's why I need Sol- to rewatch wow. it. <laughs> the Sulaco. It's mm. a good one, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to rewatch that one. I'm actually waiting. My wife's going camping for uh, with my ne- niece and nephew, and I'm picking that night. Uh, yeah, order in and watch Aliens. Sweet. All right, 
so this is the new game. If you're on the Discord, you've seen me test out this game with the Discord, but now I am bringing it to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And this is, I'm going to read out three uh, pretty vague letterbox reviews, and you have to guess which movie I'm talking about. Okay. Now, they're vague, but like there's enough information in here that I think you can get it. That's how I pick them. I go, I go through sometimes hundreds of them because either they mention a character or the title and I have to like eliminate those. So it's very annoying. Are you ready? Tongue, in, tongue is firmly in cheek, but they commit to the movie enough to be very respectable. The story may just be fucking around, but the work put in is impressive. That's from Paul. So much fun. So many good gags. You immediately know you're in for a good time as soon as you hear that killer theme song. Greasy Strangler. Wrong. And last one. This is the type of fever dream you have after falling asleep on the couch around <laughs> 2 a.m. off a binge of popcorn, gummy worms, and cotton candy. Killer clowns from outer space. Correct. Nice, Dan. <laughs> you're three away, Joe. You're mathematically eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, just last one. Yeah, just one more. Oh, all right. Um, I also have one of these tonight that Steve just did. So three of vague movie reviews. Okay. Number one. Everyone who said this was scary owes me two (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars. Number two. Every time I rewatch this, I always think, oh damn, it's not as scary as I remember. But then they find the house. The house. Number three. Wipe your nose, bitch. <laughs> oh, Blair Witch Project. Oh, uh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. For three points, what is in my pocket? Oh. The Hobbit. Picture reference. of you and Mondo together dressed as stepbrothers. Damn it. <laughs> I don't have anything in my pockets. <laughs> All right, final scores for tonight. Myself, 52. Joe, 47. Steve, 36. I get to pick the movie. <laughs> it's going to be a 2 be for sure. So get ready nice. for that fucking bullshit. Just remember what Joe made you watch last week. Oh, last my week. God, man. A... <laughs> Seriously, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Easily. It tickles and, the and, he, and he hasn't seen it yet. No, I haven't. No, I oh. oh, interesting. <laughs> but I mean, you have, you've already seen it though. Yeah, but you don't have to give yeah. us the same movie, right? Oh, that's, okay. that's what we, yeah. Oh, well, is that this, a thing? Okay. This yeah. just yeah. in, folks. Joe, you have to watch watch Tickles the Clown. All right. I'll do it. I got to find one. All right, I'll do it. Make sure it's on Tubi. Awesome. How long is it? Uh, long oh, enough. It, it, is, your life. It, yeah. it doesn't matter how long it actually is. It'll feel like fucking forever. Yeah. All right. That well, I'm so in bad. for an adventure, I guess. You can say that. <laughs> um, revealer. All right. Revealer time. Revealer yeah. 2022, currently streaming on Shutter, directed by Luke Boyce. Let's see what he's directed, if anything. He directed something called Puka. Uh, which is 15 minutes long, so definitely haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, I, I think this is his film, his uh, feature-length yeah, film debut. Yep. All right, so tagline, judgment comes. Tensions rise when a stripper and a religious protester are trapped together in a peep show booth and must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago. So the movie starts out with our 
uh, title character who I don't remember what her name is. She's uh, on her way to the peep, peep show and she has to walk through a series of protesters, one of which is a young young lady that's, uh, you know, very adamant. She's in her face like, hey, you're committing sin, blah, blah, blah. You know, she makes her way through it. She goes into a peep show booth and she starts dancing, waiting for dudes to come in and start ogling her. Um, but I, actually, sorry, I forgot the opening scene where there's a, a preacher um, that's in just like this random room shades of red uh, a booming voice say kneel down and shit like that it's obviously like a demonic presence then we go to the beginning of the movie where we see a girl walking in the peep show so uh she's in there peeping she's dancing and then suddenly like something happens outside where people start screaming monsters kind of arrive she gets trapped inside the peep show booth she can't get out and she is trapped with the girl from the beginning who's the main uh, protester and they have to work together to get out of the peep show and make friends along the way. What I liked about this one is I thought the score was really cool. It's got that really like that, what do you call it? The synth, synth soundtrack, yep. the 80s feel. The lighting is excellent. Uh, you got some really good visuals there. Some of the creature designs were pretty neat and that's about it. Um, so I'll leave it there. Uh, the plot itself kind of took a long time to get anywhere. And um, the, the positives with the lighting and the sound were cool, but not enough to keep me that interested. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I never even heard about this movie, honestly, until Steve suggested it, but the plot sounded really cool. So I was pretty excited for this one. Um, you know, I mean, it's a Shutter original, so they're definitely hit or miss when it comes to those type of movies. And for me, this was definitely more of a miss. You know, it, it was like a well put together movie in a lot of ways, like it looked good, and it's acted fairly well and all that. But for me, um, this would have worked like a lot better as a short, but like for a full length movie, it's just like this runtime just seems to be stretched out into like a whole lot of nothing. And I think I think it definitely suffers a lot from probably budgetary restraints that it probably had, because like when you're dealing with apocalypse type movies, you want to see what's going on outside, but we don't see what's going on outside ever really. And the stuff that does get brought inside is very lackluster um, for the most part. So I'll leave the rest of my thoughts for after Steve says it, but overall disappointing. Yeah. It's always a risk when we pick movies like this, because at best it'll be like the special, you know, something that's funny and just unique and stuff like that. So that's why, I thought maybe we should review it since it was something new on Shutter that's available to a lot of people. But uh, oof, boy, I actually disagree with Joe. I did not think the acting was good at all. <laughs> I, I thought the acting was actually really poor. Now, to be fair to the actors in the movie, I think it's a lot that the dialogue is really, really bad. Like they just, it, it's obvious that this was a man that wrote it for women and it just doesn't feel right. Like the dialogue just didn't, work with me like he's trying to be funny with some of his lines like uh you know punching i punch you punch me in the twat or i'm strictly dickly you know just like trying to be funny but it, it was just coming off awful and i wasn't buying it whatsoever so that was that that already took me out of it the, the problem with like seeing the attacks and stuff from the demon characters or the creatures and stuff is that you guys both said you liked the lighting whereas i thought i was like i don't even know what the fuck's going on because the movie is constantly strobing back and forth, uh, you know, black and then light, because for whatever reason, this place has bad electricity, I guess. And you couldn't really see what was going on most of the time. It's just constant strobe lights. It also does this 
very very like low budget movie thing where it's high action then they go into a room have a whole dialogue piece go back into action go back into a room have another whole like dialogue exposition dump about you know trying to make you like the characters but it just seemed too forced and unreal like why would they have these deep conversations every you know five minutes after getting attacked by slither and some kind of demon thing yeah i didn't like it at all (laughs) it just you know as far as the good for it i mean it was cool that it was at a peep show because we'd never really seen that uh i did like the music i thought that was a strong point uh i like the last scene i guess and i like one of the ideas that we'll talk about soon that i thought could have been interesting but again it felt forced so i didn't like it very much but yeah yeah and just to go back to trivia i had um counted something wrong it's not wrong but i was giving the wrong totals at the end of it so the end of the quarter is actually 16 to 13 to 9 not the 50 to 40 symbol of all but for the rest of the the current standings of complete are close me 36 joe 34 steve 27 so any man's game still for the year yeah the lighting i'm saying more like the The neon neon, yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the reds and purples and i don't know man it's just like so drowned out like like you said with like random talking and of course this girl you know was gonna be revealed she's a lesbian the the church church girl i was like that was come on you know it's clearly got crushed on this chick they they show it right in the beginning yeah i was i was 100 bored this entire time with this Agreed. That's what I, I mean, that's why I said I think it would work better as a short because, like, you know, there's enough there to keep it interesting for like a, maybe a 20, 30 minute show up or for an hour and a half almost movie, man. It just so fucking drawn out. Like a whole lot of just, just like talking and nothing happening in the middle of an apocalypse. You know, in a lot of ways, it kind of reminded me in a very different ways, I guess, but, it, you know, it reminded me of um that other apocalypse movie we watched this year, Black Friday, where like an apocalypse is happening but we just have a bunch of characters talking for long periods of time. And you're like, well, let's see what the fuck's going on. Although th- that movie probably did better because we did see a lot more in that movie than we see in this one. You know, for the majority of this movie, it's just slugs crawling around. Um, basically, it's like a Night of the Creeps almost uh, a lot of times. And then you get to the reveal of the main demon and he's just so fucking lame looking. I mean, clearly just like a guy in a, a really shitty Halloween costume. It doesn't even look that cool. So that was just like a massive letdown too. Like, and then the rest of the movie is just an ominous voice, you know, talking. Um, and that's about it. I think it would have been maybe more interesting if we got uh, we got that one scene with, you know, the guy who uh, front of the house there, you know, when he kind of turns into a demon and attacks them. I think maybe it would have been better if some of them got inside and you know kind of they're running from them for the movie that might have been a little more interesting a little more cooler could have been you know but uh yeah the way as it is they did they didn't go that route and ultimately it's the majority of the movie is just slugs slithering around trying to get them yeah the only character i liked was that front desk guy yeah like, yeah I'm he like, was cool let's follow, let's follow this guy let's follow this guy <laughs> yeah. and then it's like when the door gets stuck oh no this door's gonna get stuck later on and <laughs> You know, that's going to be a major plot point that they had to shoe, yeah. shoehorn in there. Uh, I would have liked to see, like, the end credits stuff was kind of interesting. Like, the hallways mm-hmm. to hell? Is that what it is? Like a maze, yeah. It's like, yeah. That's cool. Let's get out of the peep show quick. Let's, <laughs> right. go, let's go to that, and then let's have yeah. someone die. In the, in the, let's, have, let's have some demons run around. 
the hallways of doom better title to hallways of doom um, <laughs> what's rev- i guess i don't know revealer is the name of the strip club or right. whatever you oh, want to call it? peep show yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. who goes to peep show? That's, that'd be awkward man yeah well, well we're gonna talk about that at the end of the uh, review a couple <laughs> peep show stories Ooh. um but yeah, yeah i got one the, the problem is that it's basically two characters right for the majority of the film uh you do have yeah. like one or two others early on but the majority of the film is between those two uh women that are not you know they're not friends they hate each other and stuff like that and you know they start to understand each other more i guess throughout the film but it just didn't feel genuine, genuine? to me yeah at no, all like at zero. all they try to give her the the stripper or whatever like kind of a backstory with caring for her nephew and then they give uh, the religious one you know that she turns out that she's gay and that she actually likes the stripper girl but that also doesn't really makes sense because yeah, they didn't it, it earn, felt earn that. it really felt it, it felt forced yeah they, really did, they did. didn't earn that yeah. moment right right and i get it they, they could have made something special out of it you know uh, yeah hiding that you're gay especially if you're religious is an incredible burden that i wouldn't you know wish on anyone because you should totally be out and be yourself but it just came out of nowhere as a reason for the demons to attack her because it wouldn't make sense and i think the scene that really put like kind of the final nail in the coffin for me in this is uh when the stripper has this really forced like scene where she's talking to the devil talking about how uh the bible doesn't do this and this is not in the bible and so i'm like Ugh. <laughs> that whole speech was just so forced and dumb and she calls him she says fuck you ass mode ass what, what is that who, who the fuck says that <laughs> so it's actually italian for <laughs> something yeah. she doesn't even strip in this movie no, which is another thing. Like, if you're going to have a movie about strippers... Some stripping. Some stripping, yeah. And, and <laughs> I would say, guys I would say that for Come a guy, on. too. Like, if it was a male strip club and the guys aren't stripping, yeah. then what? why are you in a male strip club? Why not put this in a fucking, you know, saloon or something? I, I, want, my, I want my dollar back that I put in the peep show thing. <laughs> Dudes were paying a buck. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of <laughs> cheap-ass shit is this? <laughs> well, it was the 80s, so... I guess yeah but yeah i just didn't like this i like at all and no, it uh, felt extremely flat no exactly but i did like the idea of being kind of stuck in purgatory and you do see in the maze that there are tons of people in there kind yes. of navigating their way but if you don't ever see any of them interact with the with the girls like it would be cool if they met other people who are kind of yeah. in their own situation also stuck in that maze because then at least there would be more dynamics but it's always those two that whole fucking movie and it's just it was stupid and boring and oh my god like it's it's an hour 20 minutes i i had to sit like i had to watch it win three chunks because i could not fucking just like i couldn't do it i had to take breaks and <laughs> that's rare for me so yeah i watched it over two days it was boring yeah suck balls yeah let's see the peep shows the... okay uh, yeah, all right, I'll go my peep show story first. Uh, so it it really wasn't a peep show per se. I, I was I thought it was I thought it was when I went into it, but I, I was like probably like eighteen at the time, young. You know, you're curious about things like those. So I well, really, it was young, a, dumb, a porn and full of <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so really, it was just like a porn shop I went into because like I was just wanted to buy some videos or something like that. So I went in there, and then there was a curtain in the back. And it said like, you know, peep shows or whatever like that, or like, uh, whatever it was. So I was like, oh, well, let me go see what the hell is, you know, I was curious. So I was like, let me see what's going on back here. So 
I went back there and it was um, little booths and stuff like that. So I went into the booth, I put in, you know, the money, but it was just TVs and they had like pornos you could watch in the back room. Um, I was like, oh, okay, this kind of like lame. So like, I just got up and left, but I like did like a loop around to see like if there was anything else. And like, it was basically like um, a, like pretty much like a front for uh, like dudes that like wanted to like mess around with each other. So I like walked by this one dude and he was like, hmm. Mm. and like, he was like you know and like i legit like got scared because like i was young and like i thought like i was gonna get like pushed into like a booth and like fucking raped so i i fucking got out of there ran that and means. never went back yeah wow, yeah dude. it was really fucking creepy so like yeah and i was like legit like i was i was scared like i thought like i was gonna get attacked or something when, they, when the guy was doing that do it so, did yeah. do dudes jerk off in those people shows yeah a hundred percent because there was like um i mean not weird, to get too man. gross not, not to get too gross but there were like tissues like on the oh, floor and shit like that it was nasty yeah you're you got some weird you got some strange kinks but if you're tricking off of this hey you've not heard anybody do yeah. that that's still pretty strange yeah i yeah. guess so yeah i mean it's mm. <laughs> especially like nowadays because like you know it's so easy to get free porn at home even back then because like this was like 2005 2006 so you could definitely get it at home then too that'd be the thrill um, i'd imagine yeah i guess so yeah, I, or you're or you're looking to meet up with guys, right? Like other yeah. guys, I guess so. Like if you were down for that. Yeah. So I I was also curious about like what a peep show was about because I'd never really, you know, seen one or heard anyone who had been to one. So I was uh, in downtown Montreal with a female friend of mine, and she's the one who's like, "Hey, let, let's go check out a peep show." I've like, seen I, this video online before. Right? I think. Uh, so she was super curious, and she, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'll go see a peep show." <laughs> like I'm just we're curious, right? So we want to go see. And we were expecting the same thing. Like you put money in, uh, the window goes down and a woman essentially strips you. So same thing as Joe. Like, so we get us, the way it works is you gave like the bouncer 10 bucks and then you go into the room and you have the room for, I think it's 20 minutes. And it, once you're in the room, there are three buttons and, and it says what type of scene it is. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, like lesbian, gay or uh, straight. So you press the button and sure enough, it was a fucking screen. It wasn't even like a live stripper and we were so disappointed <laughs> but we we ended up like staying the 20 minutes and just laughing about the porn that was uh playing because it, it was like not only was it like just a tv but it was like a 70s porn it wasn't even like a 2000s porn you know <laughs> so that was super weird but yeah that's i we were super disappointed we really expected to have kind of the window and you know tipping someone and stuff like that so uh, thankfully, I didn't go into the back rooms like Joe did. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've never even been to a strip club before. Oh, really? Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, Texas Frightmare Strip Club? <laughs> <laughs> My other peep show story was, uh, so like I've said many times, I used to run a chain of uh, porn video stores and also sex shop. It was half-half. And uh, my the owners didn't really come around too often, only once in a while. Uh, and one time he came in and he's like, I got this great idea that's going to generate a ton of funds. I'm like, cool, what is it? He's like, we're going to put a peep show in the back. I'm like, you put a peep show in the back and I quit that fucking day. <laughs> like, there's no way in hell that I'm jizz mopping back there you know, after people go in there. So that was a kind of a battle between uh, he and I. But uh, thankfully, I won that one convincing him that it was w w worth way more trouble than it was because people will do drugs back there. And it's a whole thing, right? Like the people who were at the peep show that I went to, it was mostly like homeless people and 
very obvious drug addicts because it's a safe place for them to do that stuff. Um, you know, you can't jerk off when you're homeless just anywhere because you'll get, you know, decent exposure or you can't do it at the, uh, you know, the homeless center. So they go in there and a lot of people would shoot up in there because again, you're away from the cops and it's kind of a safe place for them to shoot up. So yeah, actually because of that, I heard that they had to put uh, UV lights instead of just regular lights in the peep show booths because then they can't find their veins or whatever. So it's uh, definitely an interesting. I thought it was for jizz. I didn't think. Actually, a lot of the um, bathrooms in the downtown area where I grew up uh, were UV lights only because of that, because they didn't want people to go in there and shoot up. So it's all UV light um, bathrooms where I was. So very interesting place. Does does Montreal like downtown Montreal, Steve? I know that's like a super like popular area for it, like sex it, places. Do they do peep shows there? It's yeah, that's where I saw the peep show. Uh, Montreal okay. is known as the Disneyland of sex, and I read somewhere at least at that time that per like square you know meter or whatever, it had more sex like establishments than anywhere else on the planet. Canadians it is, are horny, dude. It is fucking <laughs> everywhere. There's not you cannot walk still, down a still street. it is. I haven't been there like at night in a long time, but I'm sure there's still a lot of them. Like you cannot walk down a street, like one of the busier streets in Montreal without getting hounded by people trying to convince you to go into their strip club or their peep show or their uh, swingers club or their fucking whatever else club. They have everything there. It's, it's, it's cause Montreal has, it's like the perfect mix of America and Europe. It's one of the oldest cities in North America so combine those two things. They have the European flair, but in a North American setting. So sex is the one thing that they, they're even talking about a red light district for a long, long time. And, mm -hmm. you know, it still could happen one day as far as I know. So, you know, it's a safe is, place uh, for all their sex work. Is it a safe city or is it one of the like, you know? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's safe compared to a lot of American cities. Uh, well, we're not comparing it to like downtown Chicago. But it's Canadian rough. Um, Canadian rough, hey, amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem with Montreal is so multicultural that you have a lot of different gangs. You have Italian mafia, you have Russian gangs, you have Korean gangs, you have Japanese gangs, you have uh, bikers, Cyber, you cyberpunk have, games, gangs, you know, right? <laughs> bikers, you anti gangs. Have, like, it's like a fucking GTA city. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, all of those gangs combined cause that it could be a dangerous place, but if you keep your nose clean, you have no problems there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, have the you guys ever seen a glory hole in action? Or so, like a real no. I want to tell you a no. funny story about a glory hole. Oh, uh, not, not me, thank God. <laughs> so my film teacher when I was in college was, um, he used to work on Broadway. And he, uh, he used to work like, you know, like cleaning the, the, you know, all the stuff, the bathrooms and everything uh, in, in Broadway. And one time he was cleaning a stall. He had just moved from Canada to the US, you know, for, uh, <laughs> for a little while. And he's cleaning a stall and all of a sudden he feels something like tickling his head and he didn't know what it was. And he looks up and there's a big dog on, that's just like, apparently it was like a thing on Broadway where there'd be little holes that were more than met the eye. So yeah, he loves, he, he used to love telling that story. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was wow. hilarious. But no, I've never actually seen one. 
in person but i'm sure they're out there especially like like uh what is it truck stops or whatever in the u.s i feel like it's a, it's always dudes uh if you're in into well that. yeah it's a glory hole what do you think well i mean you're, <laughs> no, for, no i mean like it's always both i mean because male, male to male you mean i know yeah but porn is like hot females <laughs> you know never no, mind. yeah no. but you know what i mean yeah uh so anyway revealer sucked ass <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't recommend it at all skip it worst of the year list for me easily so far uh four out of ten yeah uh it's you know it's not like worst of the year for me but it certainly wasn't good either i definitely wouldn't recommend it but you know it wasn't like absolutely unwatchable either but i i'm actually the same rating as todd i gave it a four out of ten as well um just disappointing i think it had potential to be good but uh as it is skip just show you how much shit i watched in a year it is ninth worst of the year for me. <laughs> uh, after I, here's my quick list from bottom up: uh, Hollow Master, Dash Cam, Clown Motel, Vacancies, Daddy, Attack of the Fifty Foot Cam Girl, Night's End, Evil of Bong, Eight Eight Eight, Stoker Hills, Titanic Six Six Six, and then Revealer. So also giving it a four out of ten. You, you got cam, Dash Cam at two, three, uh, two. Uh, Hollow two. Master is the only movie that I watched that was worse, and it was fucking just wow. Yeah, I never heard of it. <laughs> I mean, I put fucking Clown Motel Vacancies Daddy over. Yeah, that's, the dash cam, that, so yeah. that's, good. that's gonna be bad. But for a while, I was the only review on Letterboxd. I think there's two now. So. That's so funny. Yeah. That's a sequel to the first Clown Motel. I saw the first one. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know what? That wasn't very it's, good either. It's but... actually better. <laughs> better, yeah. It's not good, but it's, it's better than the first one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Please just take my word for it. So don't, will, don't go watch it. I don't, yeah, no, after, I, no, no interest. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it's Revealer. It's just a disappointment, I think, more than anything to me because it had a cool premise. Uh, I could yep. see a good idea in here. It was just so poorly written that it's just no good. You know, and that's too bad because, like I said, I didn't like the acting. It could be because of the dialogue. You know, I'm not going to blame the actresses on this one in particular because it really could be the dialogue they had to work with is just god awful so i'd definitely check him out in something else to see if it was uh acting or dialogue but i think in this case it was just poorly written yeah all yeah, right te- technically speaking it wasn't a bad film but no it's not no, i think it was not a great shot well yeah yeah um yeah all right that's it that's it black phone next week yeah. all right yeah. Yeah, a lot to I have a lot to say about Black Phone, so that I'm really excited about. Ethan Hawke definitely yeah. worked out the chest for this movie. Yeah, he's probably because <laughs> he he's probably because he was coming off the Northman. Oh, ah, still need to watch that yeah. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he was also new right. Knight, so I guess he's having a good year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the the resurgence of Ethan Hawke, I love it. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very uh, discussion worthy film. I'll say that awesome much. i'm excited i haven't seen it yet i'm gonna head to the theaters um this week and then yeah so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen for next week's big review of the highly anticipated black phone and october 22nd our event with omri cats once again hopefully we can see you guys out there for that in salem massachusetts and yeah make sure you follow us on all social medias uh, so you can stay updated with everything the horror squad podcast facebook twitter instagram and our Discord, of course, that is definitely the best way to keep up with us. So if uh, all you have to do is just private message us on any of our social medias and you'll get a private link to join our Discord. It is completely free. So go and join us over there. 
And yeah, T Public. We do have merch as well. If you would like to support the podcast, that is definitely the best way to support uh, the podcast is by buying merch. And yeah, I think that's it. So we will see you guys next week for the Black Phone. All right. Bye. See ya. Judgment comes to wipe your stain from the world. Trust me, Sals. Stains coming out of my booth ain't from me. So gross!